We have a divide in our family, the family of Democrats that I'm a part of. There are those that love Hillary and those that love Bernie, and there are those that many, I hope, and I hope most, say that we have to vote for one of these people rather than allow Donald Trump to become our next president. Prior to his running for president, Senator Sanders was on this very show and promised me he would not run as an independent, promised me he would not divide the party, split the ticket. Some people feel that pushing and wanting perhaps even a contested convention, which seems like what Senator Sanders is doing, although I don't really think he can do it numerically, is further dividing the Democratic Party apart. Senator Sanders took another state, another win from Hillary Clinton in the Democratic presidential primary with a win in Oregon last night. Now, when I looked at the map and they first got in the race, I would have gone to Vegas betting Oregon would vote for Senator Sanders. Oregon is perhaps the most, if not one of, certainly the most liberal states uh, in this country. Um, A lot of social Democrats or people that would define themselves as that or even socialists who completely can't stand Washington and who definitely care most about the issues that Senator Sanders is passionate about. I was not surprised at all. Also a very white state. Uh, Democratic voters also headed to the polls in Kentucky. The race remains too close to call. However, uh, they seem to, um, however, they seem to have called uh, so far. Uh, there at least uh, one source. I don't know if it's CNN, one that I saw before I came on the air today, uh, calling it for Hillary Clinton. Again, a very white uh, state of Kentucky. But, you know, the victory for Senator Sanders numerically. Now, I want to be very, very clear. Primaries and caucuses are determined by the party, not the people. And I know people don't like that. Forty years ago, the system was changed and tweaked, and we could do it again. Maybe it's time, maybe it's overdue, uh, time overdue for a change. But the reality is that a general election is about the people and their votes. A primary is about the party and the selection of their candidate. And that's why you see delegates, or on Democrat side, superdelegates, who are pledging their support to the person they feel exemplifies their party and would put forth their party's ideals and goals going forward. But the reality, again, of any political race, whether it's local, whether it's state, whether it's federal, and if it's for the presidency or the House or the Senate, is a numbers game. It is a numbers game. That's the truth. Number of delegates, number of superdelegates in November, number of electoral college votes. And the victory for Senator Sanders in Oregon, and even if he gets Kentucky, will not dent Hillary Clinton's lead. Now, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You've got to look at the numbers. And the numbers are that Senator Sanders could win every single state including California, and Hillary Clinton will still win the nomination, numerically. Now, if she wins those that she slated to win, and he wins those he slated to win, without superdelegates, she still would win the nomination. She will get to that number faster. She's more than 300 delegates, not even superdelegates, ahead of him, and he just lost one of his superdelegates yesterday. Now, I am a Hillary Clinton supporter. I have been since 2008. But when my candidate did not make it to that platform, and Barack Obama did, I went, you know, excuse me, what what is it, you know, balls to the wall, and, and supported that man. 
because I wanted what was best for the country and I knew that a Democrat was better for our nation and the world in a relationship with the world than having yet another Republican after eight years of George W. Bush. And better, better to have a Barack Obama than a McCain and a Palin, a Barack Obama than a Romney. And obviously, the majority of the people agreed with me. So let's look at what's happening between now and July when there's a convention for the Democrats in Pennsylvania, and in November when there's a vote in the general after somebody is on that stage, that nominee. Let's talk about what happens between now and then. I love Senator Sanders, personally. I've never felt he could win in a general election. I still don't. I know the polls don't agree with me. I feel that the majority of Americans are far more fiscally conservative than Senator Sanders, and that's closer to Hillary, who's more of a centrist and moderate economically. And I feel, although the majority of people, left and right, are more uh, liberal, uh, liberal or socially liberal, they're just not as liberal as Senator Sanders on certain things like health care, for example, single payer, you know, the list goes on. So I feel, and I use this as an example, if you put up three fingers and Donald Trump is to the extreme right and Bernie is to the extreme left and Hillary's in the middle, it's too far of a jump for those that don't like or want Trump to jump over a centrist to the Social Democrat. But that's in the general. Let's look at what happens between now and July. Senator Sanders has promised to remain a loud presence heading into the last weeks of the primary, okay? He needed to win over 67% of all the remaining pledged delegates to pass Hillary Clinton. In other words, landslides, state after state after state. Anything else falls short, okay? Even before the results were finalized, Senator Sanders has insisted there's a possibility he could pull ahead of Hillary Clinton. He acknowledged this would be improbable. He acknowledged it would take multiple major victories, not just victories, major double-digit lead victories among six states that will vote on June 7th. And he vowed to take his fight, regardless of what happens, to Philadelphia in late July for the Democratic Convention. Um, Before we talk more about what I feel and ask questions and get your take, let's listen to Senator Sanders. This is from yesterday. I should tell you that there are a lot of people out there, many of the pundits and politicians, they say Bernie Sanders should drop out. The people of California should not have the right to determine who the next president will be. Well, let me be as clear as I can be. I agree with you. We are in to the last ballot is cast. When we began this campaign a little over a year ago, we were 60 points behind Secretary Clinton in the polls. We had no political organization, no money, very little name recognition. The media and the pundits determined that we were a fringe candidacy. And nobody, nobody thought that this campaign was going anywhere. And on top of all of that, we were taking on the most powerful political organization in the country, an organization that elected Bill Clinton twice, 
and ran a strong campaign for Hillary Clinton in 2008. Well, a lot has changed in the last year. Okay, so we're going to continue uh, talking about this. And I, I heard what Senator Sanders says. You heard what he said. But I have to tell you, I am one of those people. I am one of those people that believes that Senator Sanders should bow out. And let me tell you why. The race between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump is becoming tighter and tighter. And I know, unless you believe in a guy in a red suit in the North Pole, that you know Hillary Clinton is going to be the Democratic nominee. Yesterday, Hillary Clinton's super PAC, which planned to wait until July to run two ads negative in four key swing states against Donald Trump, has released those two ads. The lead that Hillary had on Donald Trump is getting smaller. And we need at this time to be a party united and to be a machine to defeat Donald Trump. It doesn't even become about getting Hillary Clinton elected in, in a sense. If you don't like Hillary, don't think about it as getting her to be president. Think about it, in my opinion, as stop Donald Trump from being president. Now, like I said, I like and respect Senator Sanders. I think he's great and has great ideas. I don't think that his ideas could pass. I don't think he could win a general election. And I know some of you will disagree with me and strongly disagree with me today on the program. But here is my problem. When you see what happened in Nevada... And you see Democrats acting like Trump supporters. That makes me sick. Whether they're Hillary supporters or Bernie supporters, and Bernie supporters have been nasty as of late, we've got to stop. Every time we divide, we're helping Donald Trump. Every time we fight and stop the respectful discourse that our two Democratic candidates have had, and that it's broken down to be so divisive now, Republicans win, they sit back with the popcorn watching us, and we help Donald Trump. I fear that if Senator Sanders continues to stay in this until July, that the growing gap and divide of the Democrats will widen, that less people will show up for Hillary, perhaps some of his supporters will vote for Trump, or will stay home. If you stay home, you are helping Donald Trump. If you vote for Donald Trump, you're helping Donald Trump. And if you don't get behind and support Hillary Clinton as the Democratic candidate, you're certainly helping Donald Trump. The time to unite is now, in my opinion. The time for the machine against Donald Trump to prevent him from being president is now. And I say this with all the love and respect in the world. If Donald Trump becomes our president, I will blame Senator Sanders because he is staying in it and further dividing this party. So I want you to pick up the phone and join me. I want to know from you, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543, whether you agree or disagree with me. I think Bernie Sanders should drop out. Do you think he should keep running, or do you think he should drop out? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. If you think he should continue running, at what point should he suspend the campaign? After the final Super Tuesday on June 7th, that includes California, New Jersey, New Mexico, Montana, North and South Dakota, 8886-LESLIE, or after the very last primary for D.C. on the 14th of June, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, if Bernie Sanders does not drop out before the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, the 25th through the 28th of July, 
Does it waste the Democratic Party's best chance to unite ahead of the November election? I think so. Agree or disagree with me? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, I said I thought Bernie was dividing our party. Do you think Bernie's dividing our party, expanding it, or neither? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. How can Bernie, Hillary, and their supporters unite ahead of the general election in light of what's transpired as of late? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. After his Oregon win, a defiant Senator Sanders vowed to fight Hillary until, quote, the last ballot is cast. Should Hillary reach out to Sanders and discuss uniting the party? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What would a good Democratic platform mixed with both Hillary and Bernie's ideas look like to you, voter? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And do Bernie and Hillary supporters need to stop being so aggressive toward one another? Remember, they're on the same team, even if they have a different captain, and start to focus their energy on defeating Donald Trump and not defeating each other. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, if Trump faces and defeats Hillary in November, would you give any blame to Bernie? I will. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Quick break. Back to you. Your calls, 8886-LESLIE. Your tweets, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall right after this. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're talking about Senator Bernie Sanders. Is it time for him to drop out? If not, when do you think he should? And is he further dividing the Democrats? Will you blame him if Donald Trump is elected in November? Let's go to the calls, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Dave in Humboldt County's online one, listening on Progressive Voices. Dave, good afternoon. Well, Leslie, I'm convinced that you are one very intelligent, rational, reasonable, logical person. You've put a lot of good thought into where you're at. And for a long time, I would have agreed with you, but I am now convinced that you're wrong. Uh, I've been a psychologist most of my life. That's not an exact science. So we have to come down to opinions and views. I'm convinced, and I believe you are very much aware, that our country has fallen into the hands of some very greedy, corrupt, I guess, special interests, corporate special interests, whatever. They've taken power, and they are acting to the detriment of the people only to benefit themselves. Al Gore, may I put it best, when he said, uh, our country is a one-party nation now, and it's got two right wings. And I see clearly in Hillary her handout to the worst of all of this. Uh, Almost just as bad. I mean, Trump is going to be a disaster. I think we'll both agree on that. But how far from that disaster do we find Hillary? That's enough to get us thinking about this, because I believe you've got to reconsider. I have to all the time. I'm rethinking. I want to hope. Could Hillary do something to benefit the people? Could she change? Could she not just act to benefit those big special interests that are putting money in her purse? But I'm coming to an unfortunate conclusion. Are we still hooked? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, I, I 
wanted to get your thinking back and forth because I've rambled on here a bit. But I see in Hillary now, I sat there watching the primaries last night. I personally am convinced I watched Kentucky's election being rigged. I saw it going jerky back and forth in a way that I understand how hackers play their little games. I believe Bernie won Kentucky and perhaps in by double digits. And I saw that going back. And I thought that's an unforgivable thing that's going on there. And I well, I find it interesting. Every time somebody's candidate doesn't win, left or right, the system is rigged. My attitude is don't run as part of a system you think is rigged or change it. I appreciate your call. As always, thank you for joining us. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. If you're holding, hang on. When we finish with a, a call, your cue to call through at 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Don't go away. We are back. Let's get back to the calls. 8886 Leslie 8886537543 Joe in Albuquerque, New Mexico is listening on line 3 on KABQ Radio. Joe, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. I sure am listening to you. Um and I agree with you. Um do you remember back in uh 2014 during the midterms how the democratic politicians were running away from President Obama? Instead of praising uh, him and, and, and what we have accomplished so far, so far they were they were running away from him, and we lost big time again in the 2014 midterm elections. True. And and, and what's happening now with with Bernie's uh, smacking down the Democratic Party? Why should why should people vote to support the Democratic Party if all he is is it's telling how terrible we are as a party to begin with. Well, the other thing that blows my mind is people that were so pro-Obama are now so pro-Bernie, yet send, uh, President Barack Obama has clearly you know, shown his preference for Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton carries on much of the same policy uh, and, right. and adds to that policy uh, of President Obama, which was supported – you know, which these individuals, you know, just uh, four years ago supported when Barack Obama was running for re-election. Exactly. Well, what, what, what I'm concerned about is with, with the way that Bernie is uh, talking by his tone and his harsh rhetoric against Hillary and, um, and the party, is that his following... Their, their their hatred towards Hillary and the party is cementing right now. I see. And 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 another thing too, if if the Bernie supporters decide to sit at home or um, vote for Trump, I personally feel then their leader Bernie Sanders' candidacy is all in vain. It was a waste of time because the Republicans, if they get control again. They're going to dig us in such a deep hole that um, it'll be uh, it'll take a long time for us to dig ourselves out of, in terms of um, economics and then also in terms of just our our social agenda uh, that we would like to uh, even um, I guess build upon. We have so much to lose, and with regard to the gentleman that you just spoke to, is it really worth risking? All that we have struggled for all these decades to get where we are today. 
because we're mad and we're upset. That's a very good. It's a, ve- it's a very good point that you make and rhetorical question that you ask. Appreciate your call. Uh, call me again, Joe. Uh, Got to take we'll some do. others. I appreciate it. Let's go to David in Phoenix, line four, listening on KPHX Radio. Hi, David. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, I have one question. I find it kind of humorous that people are blaming Bernie supporters as opposed to taking responsibility for their own choices. Like it's their fault that they don't support Hillary Clinton. No, 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 no. You're missing. No, no, you didn't listen to what I said. In Nevada, there was was violence and threats of violence. No, there was not violence and threats at all. There was one person that was arrested, and that was a Clinton supporter. So that is outside of, because I've actually heard on another uh, aide that was there. And again, you didn't listen to what I said. Again, you didn't listen to what I said, which is so typical. Again, you didn't listen to what I said. I said whether it is a Hillary supporter or a Bernie supporter, we should not be acting like Trump supporters. That's exactly what I said. In this false dichotomy fallacy, like we have only two choices, no, and you're trying to blame people that don't support... We, in our, if you're a Democrat, because, if you are a Democrat, yes, you do only have two choices. There's no... No, actually, any person that votes has any other choice. They can vote for anyone. The per- people that are responsible for someone getting elected are the people that vote well, for Well, actually, them. that is not correct. In a primary or a caucus, you can only vote for the people whose names are on the ballot. Uh, but in the general election, though... We're not at for, the general you know, election. We're not at the general election, and that's what we're talking about. Getting, yeah, but, if you're a Democrat, yeah, but, a candidate, a candidate yeah, that the party supports united... But to say Hillary, people that do not support Hillary Clinton are the people to blame if Donald Trump... That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I said Senator Uh, Sanders. I would blame Senator Sanders. Or any... Okay, anyone. You're you're blaming the Sanders for people not following Hillary Clinton as opposed to blaming Hillary Clinton. No, I'm blaming Senator Sanders for dragging this out and dividing the party further when he is in a position to unite the party. but the party is divided for because there's different ideological views, and one view is— Well, then I hope you're happy when Donald Trump's president. I personally will no longer so be living in the United States, so I'll be glad to watch your country go to hell in a handbag and the and country be attacked no, and the international relationships that have worked so hard for the past eight years oh, under okay. Barack Obama to rebuild that were destroyed by George yeah, W. Bush to be destroyed again. disparity that has grown further and further under Obama? Is that what you're referring to? Uh, no, I voted I'm, for Obama both times. I voted for him. I supported him. But that is true that the wealth, the wealth gap has grown under him. And oh, so you blame you blame you blame Barack Obama for the inequality in the the income inequality, correct? Yeah, yeah. Income inequality has been growing, and specifically under Obama has grown. And really? So tell me, what could what could Barack Obama single-handedly do without the House and the Senate that are Republican majorities that the American people voted because Democrats didn't come out and vote in the midterm election numerically? So you tell me, how is Barack Obama and, specifically, and how, is gonna, how is Barack how Obama specifically gonna... responsible? What could Barack Obama do tomorrow, other than wave a magic wand, to change the, the income inequality? Answer do? the question. What's Hillary going to do? Answer the question. What, uh, outside of, you know, you know, executive orders, that's the only thing they can do. What executive, order, that, uh, could, what, executive I mean, order, what executive order could President Barack Obama sign that would change income inequality in the private sector, which is where the majority of income inequality lies in our nation? 
Uh, what executive? The only thing that happened was the actual, you know, uh, minimal for people that work, you know, overtime rules that came with, that was signed or he passed uh, recently. The executive order was like in the last like day or two, um, but that's that's about the extent of it. Uh, the only thing, I mean, if a, a person, uh, but, so a you're, post, but you're post, saying you're saying that decades before he was president. And that if you look at the numbers and the facts and the history economically, how we arrived at where we are today with income inequality cannot literally or physically be Barack Obama's fault because this started in motion years before he was was, president. uh, It started under Reagan and went through Bush. It was continued by Clinton and it was continued by. uh, Actually, income uh, inequality has has been percolating long before Reagan. Uh, it's been growing since for like the last uh, 30 years or so. More than that. But it has been growing exponentially. Higher. So how do you blame how do you blame President Barack Obama for something you just admitted started at least 30 years ago? No, but it's growing and it's continuing to grow. It's at a high, the highest point ever. It's like mm-hmm. people blame. So I would imagine I, I have no idea who you're supporting. You just sound like you're angry and fickle and go back on the person you oh, did support yeah, in two elections, fickle. Barack Obama. Wow. So you yeah. you support no, Senator I, Sanders. Attacked. You support Senator Sanders. So what would Senator Sanders who said do? I support Sanders? What I mean, would Senator? Well, who do you support? What would I mean? I mean, I would. Who do you support? Since you said you could support anybody, who are you writing in that's going to change income inequality? Uh, who can I write in? Uh, I well, mean, who are you supporting? If you're not supporting Trump, if you're not supporting Hillary, if you're not supporting Bernie, who are you supporting? Well, I, and how would they single-handedly change the dynamic of the disparity of wages in America and, and, and usurp income that. inequality? The actual people that actually vote in the in that for the senators and the representatives because that's the people that actually write policy uh the president if a president can't kind of mobilize his base his or her base sorry that was my sexist language their base um and get those people to support politicians that agree with them then that's the failure of the president so we can't and and you know what we're going to leave it on that note because whether you realize it or not You just, A, contradicted everything you said, and B, supported everything I said. My point was that the party is stronger united. And if you have the Democrats uniting, whether you're behind Hillary or behind Bernie, and everybody together behind the person who can win and who's going to be the nominee and start to attack Trump, you also have an advantage as a party united to try and take back the Senate. Because numerically, we're not going to take back the House. And like I said, it's a numbers game. But the Senate... We have a shot at. And if you if you look at it and believe the polls, you can't believe all of them. The odds could be in our favor if we unite. And I feel the sooner we unite, the sooner that's possible. So thank you, because actually you called being angry at my point, and you just proved my point with what you said. We'll be back. Back to the calls, 8886-LESLIE. Let's go to Felix listening on KTRC on Line 5. Hi, Felix. Good afternoon. Uh- Hi, uh, Leslie. You know me. I called you before. I'm a yes, you have. Yeah, um, I try to be brief. I'm a Bernie supporter, but I will vote for Hillary at the end. But uh, one thing I noticed I want to tell you, I think you are very intelligent because I listen to you very often, though. Uh, I think you have to blame the Democratic Party leadership for isolating and neglecting the Bernie supporters. So that's why people are frustrated, though. 
So being a person with... Yeah, but the leadership has a responsibility to their party. And if they feel... And you have to remember, the leadership... You have to remember, both Hillary and Bernie. Bernie longer. Even though Hillary is viewed as a an establishment person and he's viewed as anti-establishment right. he's actually he's at wait he's actually been in washington longer than she has when she right. was first lady she had no uh you know no power uh, to to make or you know uh, laws or you know uh, sign laws or vote on laws uh, senator sanders did when he was in the house right. and, and and then and then in the senate the people in the house and the senate who cast their vote as uh, superdelegates for one of these two individuals are not only doing what they feel is the best interest of the party and the person who will represent the party the best, but it's also somebody that they can they, they believe they can work with. Hillary Clinton, both Democrats and Republicans, she has an excellent track record with being able to work with. Not necessarily right. so for Senator Sanders, who's been in, in scuffles with both parties, and he is an independent. So there are people that are being... Uh, just as politicians are, left or right, certainly on the left, people that are being loyal to the party and view her as a a better uh, person to get to the goals of the Democrats as a party and somebody they feel that they could work with and that could work with Republicans so that they would be able to actually get something done in Washington. See, that's true. Um, let's see, here's the, here's the problem, though. Like, you know, for I've been in this country since 1985, and, you know, the young people have been neglected by the... Democratic Party leadership right now, and they see the Bernie Sanders coming up, and like, you know, I'm sure you're pretty smart and intelligent, like President Clinton, to call people like us that we have been fooled by the uh, Bernie Sanders. It's not right, though. No, I didn't say that. That's not what I said. What I said is, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, if you have two horses racing, and there's a point where the horse who is in the in the rear or losing is not going to be able to win is absolutely not going to be able to win okay you can benefit everybody else out there with their vote or in a horse race would be dollar their bet You, you need you need there's a point where you go i'm not going to be able to win this i have got to get out there are 16 people that went up against donald trump ted cruz wanted to block him from getting the nomination When Ted Cruz saw, after Indiana, that he could not, he bowed out. He doesn't like Donald Trump. He doesn't feel Donald Trump represents his party. The Republicans don't like Donald Trump, and the Republicans don't like Ted Cruz. But let me tell you something. The Republicans are backing Donald Trump every day. More and more people backing him, whether it's voters or it's politicians. They're getting behind Donald Trump. Why? Because they want to strengthen their party. The stronger you are, the more united you are, and the quicker you do that, the more able you are not only to win, but the easier it will be to win. And that's not just my opinion. History proves me proves that to be true. Okay. Yeah, you convinced me that you're right, and I, I listen to you very often. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Um, um, I listen to you very often, but you have my, my word, and for the gender elections, I will vote for Hillary, but... I'm a Bernie supporter, so you have my word on it. And thanks for taking my call. Uh, all all right. Th- th- thank you. I appreciate it. And, I, and by Bye-bye. the way, back in 2008, when it was apparent Hillary Clinton would not be the nominee, it was time to get behind Barack Obama. And that's what I and so many Democrats and Hillary supporters did. A lot of people say, oh, well, the Bernie supporters will. July isn't the time. Now is the time. Donald Trump is going to start and already started his assault against Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has already started attacking Donald Trump. 
It is a Trump-Clinton matchup. Whether you like it or not, those are going to be the names. You don't believe me? I'll be glad to take your money from you. I will take bets during the break. Okay? At the end of the show, I will take your bets. Hillary Clinton will be on that platform. So we either can unite as a party now and try and stop Donald Trump, or we can continue fighting among our family members while Trump gains ground doing that, and the GOP laughs at us all the way. Let's go to Tim in Indiana, listening on iHeartRadio on Line 1. Tim, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. How are you today? Good. <laughs> um, I am a Bernie supporter, but I'm not a Bernie or Buss supporter. Um, and I do know at least one or two people that are, and, and it's disappointing because I I do think that they need to uh, – uh, you know, we, we obviously can't let the Republicans take over. That's not right. Um, but in terms of whether I think Bernie should get out, the reason I don't think he should at this time uh, is because I'm not sure. I mean, I think he has helped in terms of uh, getting more progressive values out there and ideas, and I think that Hillary you know, initially started in the center, and I think she has moved toward the left, at least I hope she has. And I think that if if Bernie does take it to the convention, at least he'll have more bargaining power to say, look, you know, I can help sway my voters, you know, and, and, and my people to go with you and, and to vote for you, because obviously he's smart enough to know that the Republicans are just, you know, hell on the earth. And, and he knows that. That's why he. That's why he caucuses mostly with the Democrats anyway. So I guess my the bottom line is, you know, I I I think that I think what's frustrating for from what I see from trying to understand my Bernie or Buss friends is, you know, people get very tired of saying, look, we know that there are progressive ideas that can and will work because we have a history behind it. And if enough people were to listen to that and look at that and study that, they would see that these are things that can be done now, not tomorrow, but can be done now. Now, I, I will admit, you know, you can make the argument that you say, well, you know, if he's got the same, uh, you know, Congress that, that Obama had, then there's going to be concessions and there's going to be things that won't get done at all and so on and so forth. And people are afraid that Bernie will have less opportunity yes. than, than Hillary will. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, I can, and I can certainly understand that. But, but here's the argument that I see against that. And this is why Bernie says it's going to take a revolution. It's not about him. It is about all of us. And, and it's, about, it's about following through and making sure that we provide him or whoever – and this goes for Hillary, too, provide her with a progressive Congress, not a centrist, not blue dog Democrat. Well, that's not going to happen. Actually... But that, that's not going to happen. It all sounds pretty, and you can wrap it up with a bow and spray perfume on it. And it looks pretty, and it smells pretty, and it sounds pretty, but it's not a reality. We are not going to take the House. That's a reality. Those are the numbers. I'm a Democrat. You know, I would love to say I look like El McPherson, but I don't. Okay? And then in the Senate, we have a possibility. But that requires people coming out. That requires people being united. Remember, when you say you're not a Democrat, which Bernie Sanders has clearly said he's an independent, and you say you're a socialist Democrat, you've already hurt the party to a degree. And, and that's a piece of division. And when you talk about he's brought Hillary left, so somebody stands up there and forces a politician 
to be more left, to gain more people in his uh, group, fine. The reality is everybody, everybody left and right comes a little bit center in November because that's how they get the people that make the difference. The people that support Hillary supporter uh, or the, the people that are going to whether they support Bernie or not. The people that support Donald Trump uh, support him. It is the other people that have not said that they're Republicans or Democrats that are fiscally conservative, are socially liberal, that are looking at Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton as not that different. Those are the people that determine the outcome of the election. Those, along with a growing number of women and minorities, specifically African Americans and Hispanics, uh, that are voting uh, in our uh, general presidential elections every four years. That's the reality. Like I said, it's a numbers game. Numbers prove what's happened. Numbers prove what are what happens. And numbers prove what's going to happen. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Mark and Andrew. If I didn't get to your call, my apologies. Trying to give everybody a lot of time. We're out of time for today. Have a good rest of the afternoon and a safe one.